This message was shared from the pulpit at Good News Baptist Church in Chesapeake, Virginia. For more information, visit us online at goodnewsbaptist.org. Let's turn to Hebrews 11. Hebrews chapter 11, that chapter that we know is the faith chapter. I'm convinced that our churches are filled with frustrated believers. Now, there are a number of reasons, perhaps, for that. But I think one of the primary reasons is that there are Christians who have tried to live the Christian life and have found it impossible. Now, here's what we're good at. We learn to smile. How are you, brother? Doing great. Okay. There are those Christians that if you ask them how they're doing, they'll really tell you. Okay. Uh, but we, we can put on the, the, the face. But honestly, the Christian life can be discouraging and frustrating if you're trying to do all that God has said in your own strength. Because it's utterly impossible. Tonight we conclude a mini-series that is focused on the reality of Hebrews 11.6 that without faith, it's impossible to please Him. And so the title of this series, Impossible Christianity, the, the title has changed. And we'll see how Christianity is in fact possible. But it's impossible if we try to do it without complete faith dependence on the Lord. Christianity is impossible without faith dependence. Faith is the fruit of the Spirit. We don't even produce it ourselves. If you're trying to witness to someone and they say, well, I have faith. Well, if they don't know the Lord, there's a, that's a different definition. That's something completely different. Because when we put our faith in Christ, admit we're sinners, that takes faith too. We admit that, we receive Jesus Christ as our personal Savior. The Holy Spirit then moves in. We're sealed until the day of redemption. And as we depend on the Spirit of Christ, He produces the fruit of the Spirit in our lives, and that fruit is faith. And so faith is the fruit of the Spirit, and God must grow faith in us if we're going to please Him. And as we conclude tonight, I believe we're going to be able to show you some things from Scripture that that I hope will absolutely encourage your heart. Real faith is powerful because it is laser focused. If it's Bible faith, it's laser focused on the Almighty and because of what He assures us that faith is in His Word. And when the believer employs that faith, oh wow. If you have faith as a grain of mustard seed and that faith is placed in God, you can say to a mountain, be cast into the sea, and it's done. Faith is the substance, according to Hebrews 11.1, 1, of things hoped for and evidence of things not seen. 
So faith is the substance, it's the assurance of what has been promised by God. God said it, we're assured of it because he said it. And it becomes conviction or proof, though physical eyes may not have seen it. May not have seen it yet. And do you know that there are those that, that had faith founded on, the, on God and on what God said, and in fact, they lived their whole life here, went to heaven, and they didn't get to see the answer, but God did answer. In fact, we're going to see later on in this message tonight that there were uh, fathers in Israel, men of faith, and they, they did not receive the prom they did not get to see the fruition of the promise themselves, but it happened. And so that's how we should approach faith, understanding that God has said it, so I can have the assurance that God is going to do it, regardless of what my mind tells me or what my human eyes see. Through faith, genuine Christianity becomes possible when the heart then chooses to be assured of what God has said, the Bible, and considers it the only proof needed to move on to obedience. I love the illustration of the young girl whose daddy knew the Lord and prayed and trusted the Lord and they were in a season of drought and dad shared with his young daughter, I've been praying for rain. And she, she thought, okay, all right, dad's been praying for rain. They went to walk out the door, dad opened the door and the little girl spoke up and said, well, daddy, aren't you going to take your umbrella? We can trust what God has said, and we need to believe. All right, so, when God speaks, it's the only proof needed to move on to obedience. Now, let's look at an example here in Hebrews 11. Look at verse 7. One of the biggest object lessons of faith in all of the history of mankind. By faith, Noah... Being warned of God of things, and what's the next few words say? Not seen as yet. All right, that's rain. That's flooding. Don't even know what that is, but God said it's going to happen. All right, not seen as yet, moved with fear, prepared an ark. Not even sure what that is. It's a big boat. God gave the specs. It's a big boat because it has to house two of every creature God's created. And it's a big planet. How are all the animals going to get to the big boat? Well, God spoke. So it's settled, right? Moved with fear, prepared an ark to the saving of his house, by the which he condemned the world. Now, let's stop. How did he condemn the world? You ought to even perhaps make a reference note in your Bible. He condemned the world because they were not willing to act on faith. That was the difference. Rain, floods, Noah, you've lost it. No faith. Until the scripture says Noah went in the ark, God closed it, and it started to rain. But it's too late. 
All right? And then as we read on, condemned the world and became heir of the righteousness which is by or the result of faith. What a testimony he had. So if Noah and the other Hebrews, uh, 11 heroes of faith, could please God and fulfill his will, do you know that you and I can as well? Why? Well, we have the indwelling spirit of God. Not all of them did. Now, the spirit of God was active, but they weren't all indwelt by him. Also, they did not have his completed scriptures, God's word. In other words, for me to even stand in this pulpit tonight and talk to you about Noah and for us to see the whole picture, do you realize that except for the church, the rest of humanity didn't get to have all of that? But you and I do have that. And in fact, this is the faith once delivered to the saints, and God has given us this book to build our faith. And so, shouldn't we be able, with all the blessings we have, spiritual blessings, to be able to please God by faith? So we need to realize it is possible for all of God's people to live this way. If Old Testament saints could just take God at His word, with the limited resources they have. Now, if, if they knew God, they weren't limited, but you understand. They weren't indwelt by the Holy Spirit. They didn't have the completed canon of Scripture. And if they could trust God and do great things for God, through God, how about you and I? Now, have you ever considered that the Bible is really a report card of faith? Every character in the scripture, we get to read about how they did with the faith test. What kind of grades they got when it came to faith. Those who passed, those who failed. Everyone in the Bible received either a pass or fail when it came to believing God. Hebrews 11 is the honor roll of faith, though the roll is not comprehensive. Say, well, is, is that a legitimate picture uh, using report cards? In fact, some of you may be thinking, Pastor, thank you for bringing up bad memories. Well, I have some of those bad memories too. Okay, so. But is it, is it legitimate to look at it that way? Well, look at Hebrews 11 and verse 2. And then we'll drop down to verse 39. For by it, faith, the elders obtained a, what? Good report. Verse 39. And all these, having obtained a good report, through faith, received not the promise themselves, is the idea. So we mentioned earlier, God spoke. There were those that acted on what God spoke. They believed Him. But to see uh, that what, what, they, uh, what they trusted God with to be fully realized. Did Abraham ever get to see that his descendants would be as great as the sand on the seashore? Yes or no? No. Did he believe God was going to do it? Yes. Did God do it? Yes, he has. All right. So literally, these who live by faith were testified to. 
Okay, they obtained a good report, were testified to or reported by God himself to be men and women of faith. They received a good report card from the Lord himself. And he has left the record so that we can receive the same report card as they did. It's true. In fact, if you go to chapter 12, just go over there, and that's the whole point of chapter 11. Wherefore, seeing we also are compassed about with so great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight and the sin which thus so easily beset us. All that's a lack of faith. And let us run with patience the race that is set before us, looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our what? Of our faith. Okay? And it goes on to describe his ministry. This is why Paul reminded the Romans, Romans 1.17, For wherein, therein is the righteousness of God revealed, Again, revealed, he lives in us, he wants to reveal himself through us, but how does that happen? Revealed from faith, faith act, faith decision, faith choice, to faith. As it is written, the just shall live by faith. Okay, so the question before us is this. How is your report card from the school of faith? Put it this way, how, what kind of grades are you getting? Now that is a serious question. You and I someday are going to stand before the Lord and we're going to give an account, yes, for how we live this life, but really whether or not we live this life in faith dependence on Him. Did we trust and obey? Did we take him at his word and even in the most difficult circumstances just say, Lord, you've spoken, here I go. Outcomes, that's up to you. You've spoken, I can trust you, here we go. Now, I'm just going to jump ahead to the end of the message real quick and I'm going to remind you that that's exactly what it's going to be about. It's required in stewards that a man be found faithful, and when we stand before the Lord, what does He want to say to us in that day? Well done, good and faithful servant. You are faithful in little. I'm going to put you in charge of much. It's all about our willingness to trust Him. All right, so let's consider in the time that we have left your report card from the school of faith. Now thinking about Hebrews 12. Thinking about the example of the Lord Jesus. Remember that our perfect teacher and example is the faithful, dependable God. And we, the last time we just focused on His faithfulness. Again, do you believe that He is and that He is a rewarder of them that diligently, by faith, seek Him? He is, He is who He said He is, the faithful rewarder of them that follow what he has said, walk in his footsteps. Now this is what he said, because it is true. Listen to how Paul prayed for the believers in Thessalonica. 1 Thessalonians 5, 23. And the very God of peace sanctify you wholly. And I pray God, 
that your whole spirit and soul and body be preserved blameless unto the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. Now this is where it really gets good. Faithful is he that calleth you who also will do it. Now this is the essence of faith. Here is where the study of faith really gets exciting. All right, and I know you're tuned in. Think with me. This is where it gets exciting. I received a lot of report cards back in the day. And here's what they reflected. They reflected what I didn't understand. There were some subjects. Mm, mm, mm. Those report cards reflected what I didn't understand. They reflected where I failed to work hard sometimes. Don't look at me so pious. You, some of you know exactly what, okay, all right. By the way, those report cards also revealed where a teacher did a poor job teaching in a subject. I'm just being honest. How many of you had one of those teachers that if you didn't like the subject and you didn't want to study it, you could raise your hand, ask him or her any question, and the whole rest of the, the class period was running all over the countryside talking about things that had nothing to do with algebra. Okay, all right. So there, there are teachers like that too. So what does that have to do with our subject tonight? When we are in Christ, we look unto our perfect teacher who will reward us when we believe and seek him. Now here's, here's the good news. And he will do the work and get the grade through us. He will do the work and get the grade through us. How many of you ever sat in a classroom where a teacher laid a test down? And I especially loved it when the teachers would test you over everything that they didn't cover. And I wanted to take that test and say, excuse me, can you take this test? I want to see how you do on this thing. All right. So when it comes to our Lord, he'll do the work and get the grade through us. Yes, he wants to say, well done, good and faithful servant. But ultimately, the glory comes back to him. And so 1 Corinthians 4, 2, moreover, it's required in stewards that a man be found faithful. However, this is not an impossibility because he produces the faithfulness, the good grades, through us. So for sake of illustration, the illustration that we're using, consider the teacher who wrote the test on faith, the Lord Jesus, and he's given you the answer key. Well, I have faith. Faith in what? I have faith in my Savior who has told me everything that pertains to life and godliness. So when he sends a test of my faith to grow me, to help me trust him more, guess what? He also sent the answer key. And, and he is infinite in his wisdom. I am not. I can't see the future. He lives in all the future. So the point is, when I'm facing something and I go to his word and I see what he has said and I just say, all right, 
I, I can count on that. I don't even have to completely understand it, but I can count on it. That's my assurance. That's proof. And Lord, I'm depending on you, and then he works through me, and when I'm depending and he's working through me, what happens? I pass the test with flying colors. Now you take what, we're, what I'm trying to explain here tonight, and you take that back to Hebrews 11, and you apply it to those that we consider to be heroes of faith. So here's a guy named Abraham, He's Abram, he's in Ur of the Chaldees, and the Lord tells him to go to a place that he's going to show him that he's never been there yet. He packs up, and he goes. And then the Lord tells him, I am going to give you offspring, and, and I'm going to make a great nation out of you through you. All nations of the earth would be blessed. And how old is this guy? Nothing makes human sense here, but God said it. And by the way, God not only said it, but then God waited because they weren't old enough. All right? It's to the point where there's no human explanation at this point. No wonder Sarah laughs. You know, Lord, you created the biology here. This, this isn't going to work. In fact, she thought she had to help it work, and you know, so she's got an Egyptian uh, 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 servant named Hagar, and we know that's not God's plan. That, that was not of faith, and, and so on. Ultimately, God does his mighty work. Okay, Abraham is held up in Hebrews 11 for being a man of faith. Why? Because he was just so smart. No. He humbly submitted, God had spoken, and I'm going to depend. Did he get a good report card? Scripture says. The eternal record says he did. Why? He was willing to just trust God. Trust the teacher. Follow what the teacher has said. We have the answer key. Wow. Okay. So, Noah, Abraham, Joseph, Moses, all they had to do was trust God's answers. And by the way, He is gracious to let you repeat the faith test if you don't get it right the first time. Isn't that good? I failed, I'm through, kick me out of the class. Oh no, that's not our teacher. He's going to let you take it again. Okay? And he wants you to succeed. He wants you to pass it with flying colors. So answer these questions. Are you allowing God to grow and stretch your faith? In every area of life, are you assured and convinced? Is it your conviction that what God has said is what you must follow? Are you, are you convinced? A lot of Christians aren't convinced. By the way, what you believe is not what you profess. What you believe is what you do when it comes to God's choice and your choice. That's what you believe. 
Or we could word it this way. You either have faith in God who is unfailing or you have faith in you and you're going to keep failing. So let's check our report card. Remember, on a report card, okay, there's algebra and there's biology and then they put the grade out there. <clears throat> oh, by the way, there's another whole section of the report card. You know, listens well, is quiet, and you got the, remember the satisfactory or I think there was an, a goose egg they gave you or whatever. Uh, I should remember. I'm in denial. But anyway, all right. So here's, here's the report card. All right. Four areas. Spirituality, support, salvation, separation. So when it comes to spirituality, are you trusting, are you really depending on what God has said? What he has said about growing you, growing your family, and growing your church spiritually. Okay, What does it take to grow me? What, what is required for sanctification? Well, it requires faith. That I depend on everything that God has said. You know what he says? I need to pray and fast. He says I need to saturate my mind with the word of God. There are other things he says about my sanctification. And I am to give myself by faith to those things so that I have the nourishment to grow. And by the way, I do that with my family as well. Family altar, family prayer time, Deuteronomy 6, teaching lovingly and through the power of the Spirit every opportunity I have to help mold and shape the way my young people, my family looks at the world. It's called a biblical worldview. God's mind about what's out there. And then... How do, how do we grow as a church? Well, we gather together. We fellowship together. We serve together. All, all of that. We listen to the Word of God together. How, how are you doing in that category? Uh, then support. Along with growing, there's giving. Giving to my church. And it's relief to others. Supporting missions. Uh, supporting meeting, meeting needs. All right? Giving. God told me to give. He told me to grow. How am I doing in those areas by faith and salvation? We're saved by grace through faith alone. And that not of ourselves, it's the gift of God, not of works, lest any man should boast. All right? I got saved because someone imparted the gospel to me. We need to go. How shall they hear without a proclaimer, a preacher? So we go to evangelize and then disciple others. That's not a suggestion, that's a command. Say, I can't do that. Well, you need to look at that through the eyes of faith. God took a, a ragtag bunch of disciples who were fishermen and otherwise. God said, I'll make you fishers of men. And he sent them out. When they went out, they were, they were in training by faith. And look what God did through them. Are you going? Well, I don't have that gift. Stop it. It's not a gift. It's a command to go. All right. How about separation? This is guarding myself, my family, my church family. All right. I'm not to, I'm not to yield to any of, of this world's uh, system of thinking and, and, and lust and passion and all those things 
that, that dishonor the Lord. So I, I guard myself. Ephesians 5.15, walking circumspectly. I watch the ground. I watch where I'm stepping so, because a false step could lead to moral ruin, could, learn, could lead to a hurt in my life. Now, we don't have time to do this tonight, but that, those four areas, I'll just let you know, those are the four areas that really summarize the governing documents of this church. We're a Bible-believing church. Holy authority of faith and practice is this book. And so when it comes to our church covenant, our doctrinal statement, our constitution, okay, all of which remind us of our faith and where we will be, where we said we would be faithful to the Lord and to his word, it's all there. But you can't do it unless you're, he's living through you as you depend on him by faith. So how is your report card looking? God wants to grow our faith so that we please him more and more. He wants to do his work in us so that our faithful Lord can one day say to us, well done, good and faithful servant. But a faithful life never grows out of an unfaithful heart. Why the Lord says, guard your heart, keep your heart with all diligence, for out of it are the issues of life. In other words, my willingness to depend no matter what all starts here. Clean heart. Saved heart, clean heart. And then a heart that has learned to just take God at his word no matter what. To depend on him. And so I close with the words of Paul when he, as he wrote to the Romans and then to the Ephesians. Romans 6, 17. But God be thanked that ye were the servants of sin, but ye have obeyed from the heart that form of doctrine which has delivered you okay, where ye were once delivered. Now, I'm giving you the literal Greek there. All right, again, Paul is saying, I thank God that he took you from being the servants of sin and you have obeyed from the heart that doctrine, that form of doctrine which has delivered you or where ye were through that delivered. What he's simply saying is God used his word, you heard the truth, you depended on the truth by faith, deliverance. There you go. Ephesians 6.6 6. So we're to serve the Lord from the heart, not with eye service as men pleasers, but as the servants of Christ, doing the will of God from the heart. So I leave us with this tonight as we close. When God has all of your heart and you're willing to trust him from the heart, whatever he says, it's not a leap of faith. It's not blind faith. It's not stepping out into, well, hope this works faith. It's not that at all. When from the heart you know God and you're willing to take him at his word, you're stepping out onto the solid rock. A rock that cannot be moved. And whatever God has spoken when he sends out his word, the scripture says that it always comes back doing exactly what he intended for it to do.
Now, the problem's not here. The problem's not there. If there's a problem, it's right here. And God will absolutely transform your life and prepare you for heaven if you will walk by faith and not by sight. My prayer for you, and I hope you'll pray this for me, that when we all get to heaven, we'll maybe remember back to tonight. We'll say, praise God, we all got a good report card. Because we're willing to just trust the great teacher, our God, our Lord, what he said, and he could not fail, and he did. Let's stand together. Father, thank you that we can depend on you. And what we cannot see, we can see through the eyes of Scripture. Lord, we can't do this in our own strength. So humbly, we need to submit our hearts and our minds to you. And when we do, faith conquers. Faith is the victory that overcomes the world. Help us to trust you in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you for listening. If you have questions about your relationship with God or you would like to know more about the ministry of Good News Baptist Church, please visit us online at goodnewsbaptist.org or call us at 757-488-3241. We encourage you to share this message with others. We trust your heart was challenged as you listened and God's word has had an impact on your life as together we strive to show forth the path of life. Press on.